Hi. How are you today? I am okay. I am um, on my second cup of coffee, and it's a balmy, oh, I don't know, 70-something here. Okay. Um, so that's, it's nice. It's also sort of, like, low-key terrifying, but, um, but... Yeah, I'll, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you, are you in New York? I am in New York. What's it like there? Um, the same, you know, sort of, like, eerily pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's warm, it's beautiful, but it's also February, and that's a problem. It is. It's um, it's not ideal, I would say. Um, <laughs> I think there may be something to this whole this whole uh, theory, you know. The 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 global warming thing. Yeah. I yeah. No. What's his face brought a snowball into Congress? Remember that? Oh my God! When was that? That was iconic. It was simpler times. I think it was like last year. Who who did that? Um, I think he was actually from my state, Oklahoma. We sort of like, <laughs> produce people like that. <laughs> what is what? It, what do you call people from Oklahoma? Um, it depends. So is we call each other Okies, Okies, which I didn't know. Apparently, that's sort of like derogatory if it, if you're not from there. Oh, <laughs> it means like an ignorant person or something like that. So I've huh. just been saying Okie all my life, and someone was like, "Hey, man, that's like rude." I was like, oh, "Okay, so." Oklahomans, if you're annoying, you say Oklahoma. See, that's not, oh, that's bad. (laughs) I like these cute names that um, America, like US Americans have for people from different states because we don't really have that in Canada as far as I know. Um, But you have like what? Well, Okies, I don't know. I won't repeat that. We'll just have to settle for free healthcare. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a <laughs> consolation, I guess. But I like all these cute things. Like, uh, I don't know, is Sooners is that, or is it just the Sooner State? Is that something? Yeah. Oh my God. So I went to the University of Oklahoma, which is um, the Boomer Sooners. Uh huh. Which is also racist. I found. See, everything's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is good, mm-hmm. and everything is bad. I mean, like, you know, these were the people who, during the land run, they cheated, and they sort of, like, showed up before the official um, gun was shot to go, or whatever, and so they stole it. Oh. So they they arrived at the land soon, because they were the Sooners. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, and of course it's all, like, stolen land or whatever, and they pushed a bunch of Native Americans off of it to make it happen, and it's just... It's all ugly. And they couldn't they couldn't even wait for the official star date to steal that oh, land. Fuck up. They were <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Well, we'll show you how it's done. Like, not only is the land stolen, but you also cheated to get it. You cheated other white people to get <laughs> what white people stole. It's so fucked up. Like, anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, but now you're in New York, which is the hey, I'm walking here state. Yes. Yes, I am. I love it. It's very exciting. It's funny, actually. Um, I'm about to go back to Oklahoma for a month or two. I'm not sure how long. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a book, and I just wanted to, like, you know, walk children in nature mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not with the big city distractions. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've been here for, like, ten months. I really love it. That's awesome. What's, can I ask what the book is about? Um, it's all very tentative. <laughs> so I've been talking with a few people, and they're talking back, and it's a discussion, really. So oh, good. I don't, I don't know yet, but I, um, I should know within like a week or two what exactly it is I'm working on, and at that point, I will work on it. Well, that's and very exciting. 
It could be anything right now. My art pop could mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I mean, I was looking at, like, I forget when I followed you. I feel like it was a few months ago. And I think it was probably just because of, like, really great, just, like, just really scathing tweets (laughs) at just, like, really awful people, which I always appreciate. Um, And I was just looking at your website where, like, you've just got some of your work up there. And, um, I was really curious about the, um, it's like a pretty wide range of stuff that it seems yeah, like you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got stuff about Steven Universe, um, mm-hmm. stuff about Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. And then there's an article about, um, your childhood bully, um, hitting you up on a cruising app. It's gruff, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think what's happening there is I'm kind of desperate, and I'm just like, I write whatever they ask me to. No, yeah, it's good. It's good. You have breath. I mean, you know, I have my passions, obviously, and one of them is money. But, Mm, yeah, you know, I write things I care about, and I care about a lot of things. Um, I'm really good at... Were you there for that coat-switching controversy? Oh, my God, when, like, some writer was like, oh, it's the simple (laughs) case of (laughs) coat-switching. I'm really good at coat-switching, you know, (laughs) My um my Twitter voice doesn't manifest a whole lot in my essays and in my articles. Like, I think my Twitter voice is just like I don't think about it too much, and mm-hmm. I say whatever hateful thing pops in my brain, <laughs> and I have to sit down and think about how people are gonna perceive my essays and my articles, and so I just I become a different person. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally get that. I'm yeah i've had a couple incidents incidents that makes it sound so dramatic um a couple (laughs) of of times lately when someone has been like um like i've met someone off twitter and they've been like wow i really thought we were going to just be talking about sonic the hedgehog um for like the next hour and i was like (laughs) no those are just like dumb tweets (laughs) like these are not like people always put like rt like tweets are not representative of my employer like i feel like my tweets aren't representative of me they're just like whatever is happening in my fingers black swanning online (laughs) (laughs) i'm just channeling something passes through me and i have to just like it just escapes into my keyboard yeah like you don't sound like a cartoon pterodactyl which i know know, it's fine yeah um yeah that was great too the other day i met someone um from twitter and she was like um, like I got to the restaurant first and was just like hanging out and I was like, oh, hey. Um, and she was like, oh, I, I have no idea what you look like. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Because I used to be a lot more liberal about the selfies and everything. And then I was just yeah. like, no, I want to cultivate mystique. So I'm just going to be like, have weird pterodactyl avatar or whatever change it up every month but it's not going to be me anymore. I, I will say though that, you know, as far as voices go, you sound like your tweets. Yeah, like, not in content, but this is the voice, voice I imagined reading the tweets in. Isn't that so funny? Like when oh, you see and everything. It's so funny when you just like know someone through text, and then you hear their voice, and then you're like reading their stuff in their voice from then on. Oh my god, I love disappointing people with that because I've had so <laughs> many people be like, "Oh wow, I wasn't reading your tweets like that," and it makes me wonder how they're reading me mm-hmm. because i i often cosplay as a bottom on twitter and i think that maybe they have this like voice in their head that's really sassy and really like extra or something but it's just me <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's me. uh-huh uh-huh um 
Yeah. yeah, it's funny when those things like don't match up like the way you thought they would. <laughs> and then they they feel comfortable sort of like antagonizing you about it. They're like, oh, I I didn't imagine that. <laughs> like, um, that sounds like a you thing. I don't know. <laughs> you can yourself about that. I, I'm just being me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so when you go back to Oklahoma, because this piece, um, I was looking at that piece that we mentioned before of the, the cruising, the scrap thing. Um, is that something that like you ever worry about? Like, because I'm actually living in my hometown right now. Um, mm. just while I wait for some visa stuff to sort of process with the U S government. Um, yeah. and, um, it's not like a constant thing with me, but like, I'm always like when I'm walking around, I'm like, Oh, I could run into, I could see someone that I know, um, oh and I would hate that because I, I hate them. I hate everyone <laughs> in the city. Um, is that something that like you is on your mind when you go back to your hometown? Like, Oh, I might see someone like on scruff now or like, a, like now that it's happened once. Um, it's kind of funny. So the last time I ran into the person who bullied me really badly was at the local Starbucks where I live. Cause I go home, I live on a farm where my parents are. And there's like a Starbucks, maybe 10, 15 minute drive away from us. And everyone sort of congregates there. It's where everyone sees each other. If you're, you know, the rural Oklahoma elite and you drink lots <laughs> of whatever. <laughs> um, so, and I saw him there and he was applying for a Starbucks job, which is fine, you know, whatever. But I was sitting there waiting for him to look at me because I was looking at him just like, come on, look at me, do it, do it. And he just like wouldn't do it. So... I, I feel sort of like um, a giant when I'm home. <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel like people sort of avoid me for some reason, which is fine. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be found. Um, but I think that I've become enough of a polarizing thing because my, my hometown is very small. And most people there know me and most people see me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And the people who don't like me want to avoid me. And the people who like me really like me. And it's whatever. I'm actually usually okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I like that image of like the the lone Starbucks in like rural <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> it's so good. It's actually such a good Starbucks. Like I could sit there because I can't write in my apartment and mm-hmm. I can't write at home. I have to go somewhere where people are. Um, and so I sort of have over time accumulated these coffee shops and various Starbucks that are good to write in and places that are bad to write in. And this Starbucks in rural Oklahoma is in my top four. Mm. like it's so good it feels very like uh, studious really Mm. like it has a long table and i can sit down and the wi-fi is great and no one bothers me and i'm happy (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it's probably also um a situation where there aren't a lot of public bathrooms in rural oklahoma Um, and so it's also fulfilling that really valuable um (laughs) public good and like that is how i tend to think of starbucks um as like as public bathrooms to the point where I get really incensed when like their bathrooms like aren't like when they're being cleaned or something. I'm like, you had one job. Like that was <laughs> it. And also sometimes I get coffee there at the public bathroom. But like, come on. Like in New York City, that is what I go into Starbucks for most of the time. No, totally. Like we're crafting an essay right now in real time, by the way. Like I'm just thinking about Starbucks as this bigger, grander thing as it exists in my life. Because I do, like, I see them as public bathrooms in New York. And when I'm in Oklahoma, I see them as just, like, I don't know, my office. <laughs> but I also just, like, I, I like Starbucks. I'm mm-hmm. really basic. So I go to some of the best coffee shops 
that I can find. And everyone tells me like, Oh, that, that place you go to the one that's by your apartment is so good. They roast it like this and they do that. I have no fucking clue. Okay. I just get my cold brew. I drown it in cream and I drink it. It's all the same to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like a connoisseur of coffee. I'm a connoisseur of ambiance. Like it has to feel right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like uh, no one judges you at a Starbucks. Exactly. It's very welcoming. It's the very, like, <laughs> accepting environment. Um, whereas in some coffee shops, I have felt very judged. Yeah. Like, the one I go to almost every day by my apartment, um, the baristas still don't like me. Like, I've seen them every day for the past year, basically. And they still like, what's your name? And I try to do that thing where I'm like, I'll have the regular. Because, you know, I've lived here mm-hmm. a while. And I feel like a... Um, <laughs> a world weary hardened New Yorker and they're like, what's your regular? And I'm just like, come the fuck on, man. Then my friend, Chris Stedman, who has all these tattoos, he's very hipstery, um, white guy. They give him free shit and he comes by like once a month. Oh my they're God. Like, you want a bagel? I'm like, the fuck? God. Well, if, you know, I think for anyone out there who doesn't believe in white supremacy yet, I mean, <laughs> Here that's it, is. it. Free bagels. Like, that's the fucking nail in the coffin, really. Lots whiteness work. Jesus. It really pisses me off. And I bring it up all the time to him. We fight about it because I'm just like, you realize, of course, that you won't understand what it's like to be me ever, where they still ignore me. They um, ask me my name all the time. And I, I swear they they look at me with contempt. Like, every time I walk in, they're like, here comes this guy. Wow. That's... That's how I feel. <laughs> well, you're too good for them. That's how I feel. And Starbucks welcomes me, okay? I'm never the messiest person in the Starbucks. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's... Um, I think it'd be hard to be that person. But do you remember... Did you ever see that interview? Um, not that anyone should, should watch him ever, but... Um, Richard Spencer was like talking about like like someone asked him like oh have you ever been discriminated against and it was like it was like he was in a McDonald's and ordered a coffee and like people got served before him yes and um, he was waiting for his coffee and they weren't giving him his coffee and he was like that was I was threatened that was (laughs) like that one um YouTube yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah, like I consume that piece of media as I consume most through Twitter, and I retweeted it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of social dynamics sort of at work in the coffee shop, really. Um, yes. In terms of of you know. Uh, privilege and oppression and things like that. Yes, and also bathroom politics, like, you know, when mm. it's full and when someone's taking a long time and you feel really hateful towards that person for being in there and existing, and then when you're in there and people are trying to rush you, it's just like, calm down, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's why I don't like those Starbucks bathrooms. Um, I mean, they're fine, if, especially if there's, like, a ton of them, then that's great. But, like, when people are like, oh, I just prefer, like, the single-style bathroom because it's, like, a nice, like, little refuge and you get to go in. I'm like, I don't feel that way. It's, like, either you're on the outside and you hate – and it's, like, made you hate the person inside or you know that you're being hated. It's just the machine <laughs> for creating hate. Like, a regular large bathroom is, like, 
that if to me is much more like, okay, I'm not like, I don't know. It's not manipulating me against like my fellow humans. <laughs> I think that we're cracking something really deep here. I think that if we kept going, I think so too. we would understand something about humanity that other people are just missing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause this is, this is, this is politics, man. This is everything. Like they, they hate you, but then when you're them, they hate you in a different way. That was deep. Yeah. Holy shit, oh, I need to man. write that. Yeah, that's, your, that's a new essay. That's... Attention, BuzzFeed. <laughs> I've got one. Mm, top 10 uh, like ways to understand oppression by going to Starbucks. Holy shit. That's actually a BuzzFeed that's... article, though. That's like yeah. absolutely already a, a thing. No, that's like an everyday feminism article. Oh my god, they used to, so like when I first started writing, one of the first things I published was with Huffington Post, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how everyday feminism worked, but they used to, because you know, Huffington Post doesn't pay their writers, yeah. um, unless you're like a full-time employee or whatever, mm -hmm. and I used to publish listicles there when I was trying to get out of Oklahoma and be like a writer or whatever, and sometimes everyday feminism would pick up my Huffington Post blog and say, hey, we have a syndicate thing, blah, 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 we'll give you $100. And that's how I used to be able to afford to drink in Oklahoma. <laughs> nice. Great about them. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's cool. They were championing a valuable cause in, in doing that. Yeah. And yeah, they were getting you drunk in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Where the drinks are like $4 each. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess they would have to be, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you just drive to New York and drink there. <laughs> As I did. Yeah. Well, you know, as someone's always gonna gonna do that. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I have to say, your Twitter header thing mm -hmm. is very good. The the mestizo faggot thing. Yes, that thing. Um, yeah. You no, know, fucking. It was my Facebook header too, and then my birthday happened, which attracted a bunch of randos to my Facebook page or whatever, and it was reported and taken down. Oh my god. I know. And this is the thing that was said to me. I'm not calling someone else a mestizo faggot. I am the mestizo faggot. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and the Facebook kicked me out and was like, sorry, this goes against our whatever terms of use, whatever it is. And so I've, I've been leaving it blank as an act of silent protest. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, please choose a header. And I'm like, no. I think you're really wearing them down. <laughs> I think they're going to crack any day now. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, what was that? Was that just like you wrote a piece and someone just like found it and just flipped out? Yeah. And what's weird is that, so I've written a lot of things that are worthy of hate from these people. Like I've written a whole lot of things that should get radical right wing white supremacists riled up. And the one they got mad at was so stupid. It was like the taco trucks on every corner. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And all it was, it was a stupid um, column where I was like, that'd be great. Like, that's it. I wasn't even... There was nothing <laughs> radical. <laughs> like, the least... Uh, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just, uh, like, such a basic, like, that would be uh, good. Like, not even, like, it's not even making any kind of, like, radical point. It's just, like... No! Food... Like, it's, it's, like, even, like, racist people can be, like, 
like tacos? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, why do you eat tacos? And the yeah. person who said it himself was Mexican-American or whatever. He's like, well, my culture is a dominant culture. And I'm, I made way worse jokes about that. There was, uh-huh. like, BDSM, dumb stuff happening that I was writing about. None of that caught their attention. What caught their attention was me being like, I like taco trucks, which earned me the title of Mestizo Faggot on whitenationnews.com. <laughs> <laughs> I was furious. Um, but then they started tweeting me about it, I guess, like the white supremacist, Pepe the Frog people. Mm. And I thought it was really cool. Like, I'm not that cool of a person, but that headline was just like so rock and roll to me. I was like, yeah, okay, let's run with it. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm, God, that fucking rules. They they really legitimized me there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sure did. Um I had those people on my back. I feel like I made a couple of I, I started doing this thing where I was doing threads, which I I whatever. Um, but I would like go on some big rant about something and then it would somehow find its way to like Breitbart and uh yeah, just like lots of frogs and anime avatars in my mentions for a while. And uh it's I feel really bad for like because I have a lot of friends who are into anime and like, I feel, I feel bad for decent people who are into that medium because it's become such a good heuristic for just like someone who is just like a total shithead on the internet. Yeah. And you know, um, thank you because you really acknowledge me when you say that I am a decent anime consumer. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. It all feels very like axis powers all over again like the whole nazi thing mixed with the japanime thing happening mm. just like that whole aesthetic there's a buzzfeed article about it that i want to read that sort of explores why so many of these people are so into anime um for reasons other than anime is good which it is right and they're into a very specific kind of it too usually because like yeah. it's so broad like it's i don't know i mean like talking about anime is like talking about like western cartoons like there's a super wide range of them um but they're usually into just the big titty eight-year-old girl kind of aesthetic thing or whatever yeah yeah like what's happening there when and then sometimes they're wearing the hat (laughs) yeah yeah it's been photoshopped onto it or whatever and it's all very confusing to me because they're not watching like naruto and they're not watching like um fuck hunter x hunter or anything they're watching these like really really bottom of the barrel type anime shows it is strange um no um so are you have you seen yuri on ice i haven't seen yuri on ice um i feel like you might like it i've only seen uh two episodes and i'm kind of holding off until I can watch the rest of it with my girlfriend, but um, it's it's very good. I don't have patience for a lot of of anime just because it's so um, I don't know, over the top or like fan servicey or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it's very good. It's a very good story about ice skating and I boys. At, yeah, I think that like my relationship with anime is not one where I am actively enjoying myself when I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, like, I was watching Naruto, because this guy I was seeing at the time, um, I got him into Hunter x Hunter, and then I got him into the Steven Universe, and he was like, have you not seen this? And I'm like, okay, let me watch it. I hated it, but I watched almost all of it. Hmm. Like, I was not 
having a good time because I was like, these fights are repetitive. It has that Dragon Ball Z syndrome where like the main characters are too strong and no one else matters anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I've been interrogating this within myself recently. Like, why are you watching this awful show? I mean, I think sometimes. Um... I've I've done that lately with like the Sonic stuff is that for me it's just like I've been watching let's plays of really bad video games um, and it's just kind of like I don't know if it's not like a coping mechanism but it's just like a thing that's there it's just like I can't do anything serious so like I'm just kind of like that's that's as much as I can handle basically Do you remember, um, what was it? It was a Tumblr a long time ago, that, like, bad religious fan art or whatever? No. Oh, my God. Sonic the Hedgehog was a major player on that Tumblr. So what it did is it just took um, works of art from DeviantArt of people who were making, like, Christian art that involved Sonic the Hedgehog mostly, but also, like, some other characters, whatever. And it was the most deeply disturbing sort of, like, garbage that I've ever seen, but it was fascinating. So some of them were like Sonic the Hedgehog on a cross or Sonic the Hedgehog like praying or Sonic the Hedgehog talking to his friend about why he should go to church with him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was amazing. Um, now, I brought this up uh, with the guests that I think I had on last week. Time travel uh, is confusing. I think, yeah, she will have been on last week. Um, but have you ever googled your name the hedgehog i have not um i just i just did it name uh just first name usually because um it's unlikely that first and last will come up um but like i just did it for your your name your first name Mm -hmm. and um the second one that came up is very cool it's like kind of an emo uh hedgehog wearing pants um and a (laughs) shirt which is a little actually a little disturbing um i didn't realize how upsetting that would be to me to see a hedgehog character doing that but um uh and has hair has like emo hair not like not quills yeah um yeah it's a thing where like there's so much sonic fan art that you can search your name the hedgehog and like probably (laughs) someone has done it this is incredible it's good it's a good thing about the internet (laughs) i'm looking at this one that's just like wearing a sombrero and it has a mustache oh my god holy shit i love like I, I, this is like Sonic the Hedgehog looks like a hedgehog in the loosest sense to me. Oh sure, yeah, fascinating to me because like his whole character design. Because you know, like actual hedgehogs are not fast. Well, no, that's the weird thing. That is strange. <laughs> if there was one problem, there it is. Yeah, I mean, I everything else I get the rings. <laughs> the robots that's all fine but they're not fast well like i found out that a bandicoot is a real animal like last week oh my god right i did not know that i thought that was something they made up yeah it's a rat i know it's like an australian rat right yes so it's like big and it looks like different or whatever it has a long snout (laughs) it looks different (laughs) or whatever i just found a picture of like a fox eating one Oh, we're looking at the same thing right now. I, was, I literally had that open. Mm, like, nice. Wow, it's huge. Like, uh, I mean, he actually does kind of look like a bandicoot. Like, he has the long snout. No, totally. totally. Uh, but I was imagining, like, more of a dingo type thing for some reason. Yeah, he does look like a dog more than, like, a rat. Yeah. Turns out he's a rat. 
what is, and I think I've probably asked this question on the show before, what is the hottest 90s or early 2000s video game mascot? Ooh, mascot. Like Crash Bandicoot or like Sonic the Hedgehog or like right. um, oh, anything you can think of. Let me think. I would have to really, I, I can't choose like, I don't know, Final Fantasy Seven. I wouldn't because none of them are hot to me. Um. Yeah, well, that's fair. I think that's <laughs> is it, is it actually Crash Bandicoot. Actually, I think it like, might actually just be Crash Bandicoot, though. I think it like that that body shape. I do like how he doesn't really have a head. It's just sort of his body has a face on it. Like I'm also, I also thought of Spyro, mm-hmm. the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fun game. It was good. I'm seeing a picture of Crash Bandicoot riding Spyro the Dragon now. What? Like, nor- like not sex. <laughs> I should make that clear. Um, oh, I'm seeing a picture of them together. Like, they look like they're friends. You know what? Crash Bandicoot's hotter. I do like his hair. Who does yeah. his hair, though? It's the attitude, really. It is. I mean, that was the attitude era of gaming. That was like... Oh. Fuck! What was the name of that game of that ra- that raccoon bandit with the hook? Sly. Yeah. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Um, he was he's not bad. I'm looking at him now. He's like, uh, he's eh. not as good as I remember it being. He's no Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> he know ne- he could never. No, that... he will never be that bitch. <laughs> None of them are Sonic. I mean, yeah, that just kind of goes without saying, I guess. Sonic um, is like, I'm just like. Sonic is so much more than what he is. Uh, could you could you elucidate? I, he has been elaborated upon more thoroughly than almost any other video game character I can even think of. Like Sonic the Hedgehog has been put into every context imaginable. Mm-hmm. Like Sonic the Hedgehog was in, in the religious fan art thing that I was looking at anyway, like a deeply Christian figure. Yeah, no, yeah, that is true. I mean, like that's what fascinates me about it is just like this weird, huge fan community that puts him in like just bizarre situations that make no sense, and <laughs> like it's like, what did this character do to earn this? Like, I feel like I had this discussion with a friend of mine like months ago, but just like. Why, I mean, why is it Sonic and not Mario that's like that? Like, I guess you could say, well, Mario is just, like, a man with, like, a mustache and, like, it's kind of not as appealing. But, like, I feel like there's something where Sonic crawled into a lot of kids, like, weird, unconscious, like, really early on. And, like, now he just occupies this weird place of, like, sexualized confusion. Um, (laughs) Although not that people are confused. Like, a lot of people are really sure that they want to fuck him. Exactly. Like, they're very, very certain about what they're doing. But it has to have something to do with that, like, early childhood, like, imprinting kind of thing. Oh, my God. So I was watching that documentary. Did you see The Slender Man? No, I've heard of this. What is this? Yeah, you know, it's it's similar to what we're talking about. Like, um, it's about the Slender Man murder. Not the murder, I guess, because they failed to kill her. But it was, like, these middle school girls, and it was two of them. And they took their friend into the woods, and they stabbed her because they claimed that the Slender Man wanted them to do it. And once they killed this person for the Slender Man, he would invite them into his mansion in the forest. And so they stabbed her and started walking over to the woods where they thought they were going to meet Slender Man. They were picked up by the police. 
Um, the girl survived, even though she was stabbed multiple times. And the documentary sort of looks into that, but also looks into um, the internet culture of mostly teen girls and Slenderman and how so they think the Slenderman Slender is. Did this start it with a video game, or was this like a, a myth before then? Um, so apparently, it started with a creepypasta thing. Okay, yeah. The video game came after the creepypasta, but there's a, a there's like this whole online community of people who just like make art about the Slenderman and they write fan fiction about the, the Slenderman and. Yeah, I think he's sort of the same thing. Like, he's this blank slate that people are just sort of projecting all sorts of things onto. And he has tentacles. I wasn't aware of that. I thought he was just, like, a slender man who, um... I know he lives in the woods. He scares people. Yeah. Is that his, his deal? Yeah, like, the girl in the documentary was just, like... She called him tendrils. Like, well, he has tendrils. <laughs> she was, like, explaining this to the police. <laughs> I think I need like, to watch this. Like, yeah, this little man has tendrils, and he lives in the woods, and he's very slim, and he's kind of like a god. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, I, I would. I think you would like that. You should look at. You should look at it. I think I will look at it. Um, I'm very fascinated because I think that like that part of your brain goes away a little bit as you get older, but how it functions when you're an adult. That's what I would like to know, because I don't know if adults are making like Sonic the Hedgehog fan art or if they're making like, I don't know, Slenderman tributes or maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it is like a pretty teen thing, but there are definitely adults. Who, I know adults who are still making <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog fan art, so they exist. Um, we will not be erased. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't erase adult Sonic fans from the conversation. It's really important to focus on teen and child Sonic fans right now. Um, but you know, adult Sonic fans and elder Sonic fans, especially, um, are really at risk. And um, I, comma, a Sonic fan of color, <laughs> as as a Sonic fan, comma. But yeah, I, I I'm fascinated. It's fascinating. It's wild. It's wet and wild. Too wet. Too wild. <laughs> what was that? I saw it on your Twitter that was like Sonic the Hedgehog too fast for God question mark. <laughs> <laughs> someone I th I forget who that was. So was someone replying to something bad that I wrote, I think. People just keep I, encouraging me. I choked. I was like, holy shit, that's those words together are incredible. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, could God make a hedgehog so fast that even he couldn't catch it? <laughs> Classic theological question. Oh my God, I've been getting into theology Twitter lately, and I've I've decided I'm not smart enough for it. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> um, so I, one of my really good friends, um, I mentioned him as the white privileged piece of shit who gets free bagels. Mm -hmm. Um, he is an interfaith person he's an atheist he wrote this book called faithiest which i don't know why i'm doing promo for fuck him <laughs> but um <laughs> we'll cut this out we'll cut this out yeah so like we tweet each other a lot and i've been like following a lot of his mutuals who interact with us and a lot of them are like christians and muslims and people of every faith you can imagine and the discussions they have i'm just like i don't understand what you guys are talking about because it's sort of like like with the bible anyway i feel like 
they're both sort of like arguing from this place of their understanding of the Bible. And you can sort of, I don't know, make that into whatever it needs to be to suit the argument. Mm. Now, wait, yeah. wait, wait, hold on a second. You're saying that people interpret the Bible in ways that are <laughs> useful for their ideologies? I just found this out. I've never heard of that. <laughs> that sounds fake. This is major. If Big if, if true. There, if someone will publish it. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's just, like, the the knowledge that you have to have to have those arguments is just, like, I don't know. I, I get really embarrassed because I look at my own, like, grinder tweets or whatever, and I'm just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into anything important here. I'm just, like, tweeting about Dick and yelling at Out Magazine, and that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's an important social function, though. Someone yeah, needs I, to be yelling yeah. at them at all time. It's like a relay. Oh my god, I don't even get me started on gay media. There's, like, this dude who I wrote, like, a few um, niche fetish listicles for him for his website, and he still hasn't paid me, and it's the most deeply embarrassing thing for me, having to, like... (sighs) So, (laughs) hey, I'm still waiting on my uh, check for um, anal hooks and their admirers, so... Um, according to this listicle, 10 armpits we'd like to lick, my byline, I completed it. Where the fuck is my $50? Pay up. Man, the life of a freelancer. (laughs) I was, like, composing these, and while I was doing it, I'm like, I'm really bending the genre here. (laughs) Like, I'm doing things with this medium that these other hoes aren't even thinking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm putting pictures in here that they weren't expecting. I am representing demographics in this listicle that's going to challenge their um, tastes. Mm. Was going to expand their horizons, and yet I was let go from that position. Well, they weren't ready. <laughs> they don't appreciate You're art. too far ahead. I agree. In decades, people really... will look back at your listicles and be like, this was it. <laughs> like Da Vinci's flying machines or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. How did no one, like, appreciate this in his day? <laughs> And it it was like the most humiliating work experience of my life. Not because it was about it was sexual or whatever, which I'm fine with. Like if people want me to write about sex, I'm more than happy to. It was sort of like, I don't know, gay media is very white flesh ink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, oh, it's Tom Daly. Oh, it's I don't know, Nick Jonas. Mm-hmm. Whatever white person we're thirsting over at the time, we have to like monitor their Instagram, monitor their YouTube channel, look at their Twitter, and every time they like move. You have to make an article about it. Uh, yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, it lasted sounds like a, bad. I lasted an entire week, and when they let me go, it was like the most condescending, hilarious conversation of my life. Where they were like, "We just feel like you know, you're you're, you're a real journalist, and maybe you don't. You're too good for this job. <laughs> you're." Your um, thirst listicles, you know, they're just not up to snuff. Maybe that's just because you're you're too good for us. Is there like a whole column on a, one of these sites? Or is there a, just a whole one of these sites dedicated to just monitoring James Franco's status? Like of, is he out or not? Because <laughs> there is a Slack channel. There are probably multiple Slack channels dedicated to this. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, that's the whole thing, huh? He's really just milking that for all it's worth. <laughs> He's like, am I gay? No, but I feel like I am. So I feel like he's probably occupied that place where he's getting really existential about it. Like, am I gay? Yeah, he's really just I'm um, pulling the whole intellectualizing his um, 
his like sexuality for fun and profit card um which is like so great i love how straight white men can just like agonize over this stuff and get like all these retweets (laughs) be like wow this is so thoughtful so interesting and it's like it's not everyone does this but they do it privately and then they're like oh no yeah i'm just the thing um but then when someone like that does it he hasn't been invited to speak at hrc or anything (laughs) give it time give it time this 2017 I don't, this is, okay, this is what I'm really salty about. I don't get invited to any of these things. And they have multiple galas, and they have lots of events, and Juan Pablo has not received a single email, a single DM being like, hey, just wanted to reach out. Nothing. And I know they have amazing hors d'oeuvres, and I know they have free drinks. Well. Not to go. I mean, I, the closest I've been to any of those is, I went to the Lambda Literary Awards. Mm. and um nerd. so i was did you say nerd <laughs> well i lost so i can't be that big a nerd um but yeah i was there because i had a book and i was a finalist and um it was um i mean uh i don't know how much i want to see i mean i like lambda lit i think they do some cool stuff yeah um Man, man, that award show, it was something because um, I had a ticket because I had a, I was a finalist. I didn't get a plus one. My girlfriend at the time had to pay to get in and it was like a hundred something dollars. And, um, and then like the whole room was mostly full of like rich people and then, and then people who had books in the awards who were mostly like not. And um, then they were hitting people up for donations during the award ceremony. Ooh, tacky. Yeah, they had, like, a thing on screen of just, like, text this and, like, donate. And it was, like, really? Like, people paid to get in and, like, now you're hitting us up. Um, So I don't think those things are as, you know, as glamorous as they might seem is what I'm saying. No, and also, like, I understand. So, like, the closest I've ever come to alcohol poisoning was at the one and only lgbt gala thing i was invited to Mm -hmm. um it wasn't my fault i am not a person who gets drunk very often i went to this thing and they had an open bar i ordered i'm I'm very fruity with my drinks like i really like sweet things i really if it could be like a slushy if it comes in iced form Uh i'll drink it i'm very happy with that like there's a bar near me that does these like watermelon slushes that are alcoholic and i think that's wonderful Mm. but this twink, like, gave me this drink that was three-fourths vodka, this big glass, and sort of, like, spritzed it with some sweet, I don't know, soda. And I drank it, and I got very sick, and I got so drunk that I was just like, holy shit, man, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to actually die. And then I went home. So, like, maybe they're not stupid for not inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone heard about that, and then they were like, never again. I was sabotaged is the thing. I was living in D.C. at the time. Mm. And, you know, like, D.C. is its own beast. I don't know if you've ever been. I've never been. I've been to Dallas Airport, and that's it. Um, it's a lovely place to visit. And, you know, like, it's pretty fun to live there. But the work life there is very corporate, and it's very professional. Mm. And you just can't be, like, the piping hot mess that you want to be uh-huh. in D.C. Um, so I, I just did not fare well in any of the LGBT events there. That's a shame. I know. But now I'm ready. I'm ready for prime time now. I'm not going to throw up. <laughs> this is not the rehearsal. 
Oh my god, speaking of prime time, can mm-hmm. we talk at least a little bit about the Milo thing? Oh my god, I am um so here's my can I give you my like my my thoughts? Yes. Um okay, so I will say this is this is going to come out probably about a week from now, but you know, people will still know who he is unfortunately. But yeah. uh I've known who he is for kind of a long time because I used to be really in a lot of video game circles. And that's sort of where he sort of came to fame off the back of like Gamergate and being like, I'm a gay man who supports hating women. Isn't that novel? Um, (laughs) And uh, and so I sort of was familiar with him for kind of a long time. And then he sort of moved more into cultural stuff of just like attacking black women who were in ghost movies. Um, Yeah. And um, I am super thrilled that his book was canceled, and I'm super thrilled that he resigned from Breitbart. Um, and at the same time, I do not believe that any of the people who abandoned him on the right give a fuck about kids. And I mm. super believe that it's like 100% about this really easy conflation of being gay and being a pedophile. Oh, Yeah. Um, and so like, it's kind of like, I'm glad he's down, but like also the thing that took him down, it was never going to be something like, like it was never going to be all the shit that he did that was obviously already unacceptable. It had to be something right. that would tie into that. Well, if he was straight, Mike Huckabee would probably be on a tweet storm defending him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's all like, uh, what's his face? Eric Erickson, which is the stupidest name in the world. <laughs> something like like oh see this exposes the hypocrisy of the lgbt community and i'm just like how though but but how but how how and why eric erickson what what led you to that conclusion and it was just like well they want all these sexual liberties but they don't want it they hate it when it comes back to bite them and i'm just like i have sucked a few dicks and it's not the same (laughs) as what you're describing here Mm -hmm. i just I just don't know. Yeah. I feel into it because I'm just like, I don't think the right has it in them. They don't have the infrastructure to really truly incorporate these people. You know what I mean? They keep them on the peripheral a little bit because it makes them look good. Like we can't possibly hate gays. We have a Milo or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but they lack that thing that will actually truly catapult these people into a position where, they're not seen as sort of like the token. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's um the other thing that makes me really mad. Well, not mad so much as uh it just makes me shake my goddamn head, is um mm-hmm. when they have these like these people like Milo who are like they're they're gay or whatever. Like so they mm-hmm. can be like say whatever they want. Um the way that people are like oh my god milo's so fabulous and it's like have you seen him (laughs) have you seen him though like boy like can't even like he bleaches his own like his hair is ruined because he doesn't know know the first fucking thing about anything like he where he dresses like like the best you know there was that tweet about like rob thomas's mom or like iconic Ugh, like the pearl like just what how, how is that that's nothing um somebody recently discovered that he's basically just copying the um, golden girls <laughs> 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 like it started out as this funny thing but then like the more people dug into it they're like holy shit 
holy shit, man, these are all from Golden Girls, like all the outfits. Oh, my God. And I'm I believe it now, actually, because I saw enough that were close enough that I was like, okay, yeah, this is where he gets everything. Wow. This is where he gets all his ideas for all his outfits. The more you know. Oh, my God. Well, that's really upsetting. I mean, I don't know. It's something. It's definitely something. (laughs) But, yeah, like, he's also, like, a relic now, I think. I don't think he's going to come back from this. Like, Mm -hmm. once you have pedophile scandal on your Wikipedia, it's like, oof. Yeah, I don't think that's... That's something that's pretty hard to to come back from. You have to be really straight and white and male. Yeah. Of those. Like, you have to be, like, Roman Polanski or something to, like, survive that sort of thing. Right, and right. unfortunately, he is a fag. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna let him back in. Well, if we can take down Bill Maher next, that would be... Oh my god, I would love that. Right? I just hate how smug he is. Like, even if he agreed with me on everything, which he doesn't, even if I didn't detest his politics, like, his fucking face... It's very punchable. It's very punchable. Like that look he gets in his eyes when he's just said something that he's like so pleased with. Mm-hmm. Just like, God, fucking damn it. I just feel it's like. Funny. Like I had my brief, like, I don't know, two week long angry atheist Bill Maher phase in college where I was at first I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling this. I think it was like religious or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then I was like, I'm not white enough for this. And I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's literally what it was. Like, I tried to look at like the um, the people who would consider him one of their idols or whatever. And it was Reddit communities and they were all very white and they were all fuck boys. And it was just like, oh, something's wrong with me. If I'm starting to identify with this group of people, let me reevaluate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that, that was the end of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think a lot of people sort of had a similar experience. I definitely had something similar. And I was just like, yeah, no, this is bad. And then the leader of the group that I was in for like a couple of weeks went on to found a men's rights organization. See. So. It's always fascinating to me because I'm sort of on the outside of a lot of these groups. Um, like there's this low key camaraderie between groups that I would think are different, but actually aren't mm-hmm. <laughs> like. The ones who claim to be super leftist who can suddenly find common ground with the Make America Great Again people, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, huh, y'all were never quite as different <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> as I thought you were. And I always feel like I was fooled. But those aren't the people that I interact with a whole lot. So when yeah. Happens, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird when you realize, like, oh, you're not great. <laughs> you're like, not so good. You're not good is the thing. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, or, like, when people are just, like, seemingly making alliances with folks who are, like, completely against, like, 90% of their ideals for, like, the 10% that they happen to be, like, agree on. Yeah. Like, oh, we both agree that sex work is really bad. Um, and I'm a feminist, but you're a radical uh, white supremacist Christian. So exactly. we should totally be a team. We should team up. Like like things that would make me think, okay, we agree on that one thing, but the rest of your views are so awful that I want nothing to do with you. That doesn't stop other people. <laughs> it doesn't. Why doesn't it, though? I don't know. I think that these people tend to be people with proximity to something. Like... 
okay, maybe I am like a person of color, but I'm a straight male. Mm. Or maybe I'm like gay, but I'm a white male. You know what I mean? Like they have proximity to some degree of privilege that lets them know what it feels like to be on top of someone else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they like that feeling. And they think if it weren't for this one little thing about them, then they would be the powerful group. So they just sort of like move around in these circles. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Like a little bit of like a little taste of that really makes you think that you can just makes you try and forget the other stuff. Yeah. It's really sad sometimes. It's very sad. Everything's sad. I'm sad. Oh. <laughs> Let's just like change the mood altogether at the like the very end. Yeah, we're just we're going to take it down. No, let's just do a 180 and we'll just pull up out of this nosedive and then we'll just exit off into the sunset. Into this really depressing place for a little bit. <sighs> um, but I'm not depressed. I'm good, you know? Good. I, um, <laughs> I recently retrieved my medication after being off of them for a month because I was dealing with, like, some insurance garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel great. I was feeling awful two weeks ago. But now it's just like, wow, sunshine. That's awesome. That's so good. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. I need to go actually pick up my meds, too. So everyone should should take their meds. I think that's a really good um, message. The moral of this episode is... Take your pills. Take your medicine. um, And drink lots of water, you know. All that stuff. Moisturize. Please moisturize. Please wear sunscreen. Oh my god. I just saw on Twitter, Breitbart has a swag store at CPAC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so ugly. It looks it actually looks a lot like a booth at Mal, um, the Mid Atlantic Leather Convention. Oh, yeah, it just reminds me of that. Then again, that's the only convention I really go to, so maybe this is just what conventions look like. Maybe. They're all just they're all just really buff guys. Like all <laughs> conventions like wearing harnesses regardless of what they're selling. Have you ever been to like a CPAC or what's the DNC or whatever? Oh god, no. Me neither. I always think A, I might die here. Mm-hmm. B, it's like, even if I'm around a bunch of people I agree with, like, 70% of them will still suck. Yeah. I don't like going to things like that. I just, it's too nerve-wracking. I agree. I'd rather just stay inside. Yeah. Where I belong. Where I'm strongest. Yeah, in my power zone. <laughs> it's my power nexus. is my room. To the internet. Mm-hmm. Just, like, hacking with, like, six monitors, like, fucking Hugh Jackman and Swordfish, just, like, hacking yes. everyone, watching picture, watching videos <laughs> of a chihuahua eating a strawberry in slow motion, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> with blistering fast Wi-Fi, just looking at all these things. I, I love this dog. I'm going to post a link to this in the show notes because this dog, oh, my God, have you seen this? What is it? It's a chihuahua with a flower crown eating a strawberry in very slow motion. Wait, I think I just saw. I just retweeted it, so it's on oh your my timeline God, now. Yes, this is the best. It says he's back. He's back. <laughs> he's done this before, and he's doing it again. <laughs> no love- strawberry eater. 
I love that. Oh. No, like, the only good thing about CPAC would be the grinder. Oh my god, right? Literally, that's it. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's grinder's so funny because, like, I know of people who go on it and like I, not people like i know but like i'll see this online where like someone is like i want a grinder and someone just sent me a dick pic like what what is, guys have you heard about this what is this and it's like that's what it's for fucking amateurs like i'm so used to it like i when people post these indignant screenshots of just like wow romance is dead and it's someone trying to hook up i'm just like what the fuck like what are you there for get over it i only post the really truly absurd like that one guy who asked me to absorb him (laughs) (laughs) that was such a good oh my god that was such a good message if you knew it would make you stronger would you absorb me into your body and i was just like yeah (laughs) duh that's a no-brainer yeah i mean i've just been posting um like goofy okay cupid messages but um which are hilarious. Thank you. I mean, that's basically uh, all I'm there for until my message inbox fills. Like, I just started this account a few days ago, and I'm just, like, waiting until my inbox fills up, and then um, no one will be able to message me. But until then, it's we're 20 messages away from 300, and then we'll be full, and then um, no more. But until then, it's just a content mill. It's free content for me. <laughs> my fetishes include content. Faves. It's, a, it's free likes, so um, yeah, that's uh, I'm good. I'm down with that. I'm Legendary. free I likes. I'm excited to be back in Oklahoma on Grinder because there is some really fucked up stuff that happens on Oklahoma Grinder. Nice. I can't wait. That's so exciting. Well, um, I hope you will share some of that on Twitter. I, it's kind of a compulsion at this point. Like it's not <laughs> I want to. I get it. I get it. It just all gets thrown into the void from the hell mouth. Yeah. Well, I I sympathize. So, uh, well, uh, I think that brings us basically to the end of the show. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Oh, yes. Okay. So, mostly Twitter, at JP Bramer, JP b-r-a-m as in mom another m as in mom wait hold on a second two moms i know i'm sorry it's progressive okay we're sending we're sending a message (laughs) and it's my website is just johnpaulbramer.com great well yeah and people should definitely follow you because the good tweets they're very good <laughs> i appreciate them on my timeline every day um yeah well thank you so much for coming on and um yeah we'll talk to you later have a good time in oklahoma bye bye woodland secrets is hosted by Merrick k and produced and edited by me nick bravo Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. 
For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.